says goodbye. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, April the 12th, 2022. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take um, tonight is that Aaron Judge is a fucking idiot. Yep. Uh, and I and I kind of like wait, him wait, for it, you, actually. You can, yeah. you can stop. <laughs> there. No, no, the hot take is not that Aaron Judge is a fucking okay. idiot. The hot take is I was going to say, that's not a very hot take. <clears throat> right. The hot take is that I kind of like him for it this time, okay? okay. So check this out. Now Aaron that Judge is a hot take. Aaron Judge reportedly turned down a $230 million offer from the Yankees. And he's a fucking idiot because nobody, including the Yankees, is going to offer him that much money again. Yeah. Like that was That is like the ceiling of his value. And he's not going to like him. He's going into free agency after this season. He's not going to see that much money again. So he's a fucking idiot for not taking that money. Well, wait, wait. the reason how, I kind of like him it for it is because he how long was, was the contract. Like, I don't know. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, but I like him. What I like is that afterwards he was like kind of talking shit about the Yankees. And it seems like he's maybe not super happy there. Uh, and I kind of like that. Yeah. Because he was he was saying, um, like, yeah, there's 30 teams out there. I'm going to talk to 30 teams. One of them is going to be the Yankees. But there's 30 teams. I'm going to talk to all of them. And, yeah. and he's like, uh, he, he said, um, it's too bad we couldn't get it done. But whatever. It's time to play baseball. I kind of like that. Yep. The contract was... But he's, oh my God, he's never going to see that money again. Well, but that's the whole thing. The whole thing is that he and his agent think that he, Aaron Judge, is an MVP caliber player, and he is not. Which he's, he's not. not. an MVP caliber player. Right. He's betting on himself. Yeah. But, but I'd like to know over how, how many, how long that contract, how, how many, how, how, over how many years I'll he got. i tell you, the contract was seven years... $213 million. 13, 213. So, so about 30 million a year. No, no, no. Yeah, a little less than 30 million a year. Who, who is, who has, little, who's getting the most right now? What's, uh, I mean, what's a little uh, more than Chris, Chris Bryant's seven years, 175 million. Right. right. And the Carlos Correa is getting 35 and a, like almost 36 million dollars. Wait, so then why the fuck did he print seven years for 200? That's crazy. So that's like, that's a huge, but that's a huge, that's actually like a huge fuck you to the Yankees. That's not a right. little fuck you to the Yankees. Totally. That's what I want out. So we're saying what, seven years and 29 million a year? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, roughly, right? Yeah. I mean, Chris Bryant, seven years, yeah. 175, right? So that's not even close. Right. And everybody was poop sh- shitting their pants about that. So why the fuck wouldn't Aaron Judge take that? Because he doesn't want to be a Yankee, obviously. Right. Must oh, be that because he doesn't want to be a Yankee. Wow. But, I and also that's, feel like but that's crazy for them, both for both sides of that, to publicize that. That's like that's so fucking, fucking 
that's so I like that, he's gonna get if that's true he's gonna hear it all season yeah i think that the there's some probably some leftover bad will between the players and the owners and all the big names are like not going to sign with their teams which makes me really kind of worried about the rafael devers situation with the red sox you're gonna come to the mariners do they need a maybe what do the mariners need need a baseman yeah third baseman yeah that's what I said. Yeah, I said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eugenio Suarez is our third baseman currently. He hit a home run. Or Abraham, he did hit a home run today. He hits the ball really far when he hits the ball. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not shitting on Eugenio Suarez, but he's no Rafael Devers, that's true. Um, my whole point with this is that Aaron Judge is at least the marketing center of the New York Yankees. Right. And it's going to be fascinating if he ends up maybe in a Red Sox jersey or like a Tampa Bay Rays jersey or something like that. Right. We need a right we need a right fielder. So sure, he can play right field. And I don't like Aaron Judge, but man, just to make those Yankees fans angry, I would <laughs> so happy to have him on our team. Damn. <laughs> if Aaron Judge was playing right field for you, I'm, I imagine that your opinions of him would shift slightly. Yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> maybe we won't. Know. Yeah, I don't. I, I doubt he's gonna. I, the Red Sox aren't gonna pay him anything close to that kind of money anyway. Right. That's not, right. that's I don't not think he what they're doing. I don't think he deserves that kind of money. But I understand right. the rift. Right. That's your franchise icon. Yeah, in, in I didn't. I didn't know any of that. That's. Market. I think that's crazy. I think that's a huge. That's a. I'm sort of surprised it's not a bigger story. Right, and the other thing is, here's my hot take to Sam's hot take. I've always said that Stanton is the best offensive player on that team. He's hurt a lot, but overall, I would take Stanton before Judge. I think and, you're right. right. But the the fans and the marketing department, the PR department in the Bronx, they're all about Aaron Judge, just like they were about Jeter instead of A-Rod. Yeah. So it's saying something that he that they're not, that he's not, at least, let me put it that way, that he's not willing to re-sign with them for 29 plus million a year for seven years. Yeah, it's crazy. He's an idiot. Or unless he plays right field for the Red Sox, and then you're right cool. field for the Red Sox. Well, then at least maybe he'll come to the Mariners. Right? Maybe the Mariners will get Judge and Devils. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a right fielder? Ah, uh, he could DH. <laughs> Hanniger could DH. Yeah, Hanniger could DH. <laughs> All right. Um, also joining us as per usual is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? It's going pretty good, Joel. I'm coming to you from still kind of cold here in Seattle for it being like two months into spring. Uh, but yeah, it's not currently raining. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm, my hot take is that I think that the Seattle Mariners trade with the New York Mets in 2018 sending Edwin Diaz and Robinson Cano to the New York Mets for Jake 
Bruce, Jared Kelnick, Anthony Swarzak, Gerson Batista, and Justin Dunn. I think the Mets won that trade. And that's a unpopular really? Yeah, a lot of Mariner fans think that Jerry Depoto really swindled the Mets on that one. Because we got Jared Kelnick and Justin Dunn and Gerson Bartista was a wild threw pretty hard, but he was wild. But and he didn't, he kind of flamed out pretty quickly. But I'm here to say that I would rather have a perennial, albeit injured, often injured or suspended second baseman in Robinson Cano in a kind of almost, well, we'll see what happens this year, but I think the potential to be a total lights out closer mm. is a much better position to be in than let's see what's happened. Jay Bruce retired, I think went as a Met. Anthony Swarzak was a bullpen piece as well as Gerton Batista for maybe two seasons in Seattle, long since gone. Uh, Jared Kelnick is now in his second full, almost full season in Seattle and is one for 11 with his one hit being a pop-up straight up to the pitcher's mound that fell in the middle of Miguel Sano and I forget who all the other infielders and he ended up with a single out of it. Uh, he struck out four times today. I think he's overmatched. I have fear that Jared Kelnick is not what we thought he was. And Justin Dunn was traded to Cincinnati in the offseason. What the problem this hot take though is that I realized in my further investigation that Justin Dunn netted us one Jesse Winker and one Eugenio Suarez, who are now our third baseman and starting left fielder, which throws my whole kind of concept and hot take a little bit askew, a kilt off kilter. But, but I think I'm going to stick with it. I, I we'll see. Jesse Winker looks like he's playing pretty well, and uh, Suarez is hitting a couple bombs through the spring and into the season. So. We'll see what happens. So they could they can maybe change my mind back. But at this point, I'm still saying that the Mariners lost that trade to the New York Mets. See, that's a hot take because I don't remember the last time the Mets won a trade. Exactly. The Mets have been falling apart at the seams for what seems like a, since that trade. But now in hindsight, and the whole thing, it was all predicated on Justin Dunn was going to be a legit major league starter. Gerson okay. Batista was an ace out of the bullpen. Jay Bruce was going to be a serviceable first baseman and Jared Kelnick was the next coming of fucking, I don't know, fucking Bryce Harper, you know, it's like. Right. He, wasn't he, isn't he a number, wasn't he a number one prospect? He was our top prospect. I think he was never ranked higher than like fifth by MLB. Right. But he was highly ranked in, in everybody's, in everybody's sort of <clears throat> viewpoint. And last season he kind of flamed out and, he had a pretty. He had some good signs towards the end of the season, and there was hope that he was going to come into the season was kind of like be a legit How old left is he? center fielder. What? How old is he? he I think he's twenty three now. Okay. Does Seattle have a development problem? We seem to. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly where it's been, but there's been there's been some issues, and it's not really. Yeah, it, it's kind of like taking the next step. Like we've had people that have kind of developed through the the ranks, but they've never really been able to make the next step. I mean, Kyle Lewis was developed by us and he is pretty highly touted. He won the rookie of the year and then he got, but he's had an injury problem. And we've not, we haven't had a very solid, I mean, we, we developed James Paxton, Taiwan Walker, and there's this kid, Danny Holton that the Mariners all kind of developed as a package. They were sort of like the next coming starters. And I mean, Taiwan Walker and James Paxton were both 
serviceable to good starters in the yeah. major leagues for a period of time. Yeah, I think. Uh, and Danny Holtz and it fell, fell to injury. So, I mean, they, and I mean, Felix was developed by the Mariners and Julio was, has been developed by the Mariners. And I think Julio right. Rodriguez is, I don't know if you guys were watching any of those games, but he's like, Joel, I think you were watching part of the, he didn't play today in the White Sox game, but he'll be playing the next couple games. He's, he's legit, man. He's, he's, I feel like mm-hmm. some of the best players like of our generation have come through the Mariners farm system, right? Cause Ken Griffey Jr. And yeah. Alex Rodriguez and Randy Johnson and David Ortiz. David Ortiz. Not, well, not really though. Right. Wasn't he like, yeah, he, was, no, he was like when he first came oh, up, that's was, all. Right. Before he, before he went to the twins, he was in the Mariners organization. Oh. Right. He played in Everett. Huh. Um, yeah, no, th- th- you're you're right. They do. There is some pedigree, but we. But in the last twenty years, there's been some serious. There's been some pretty serious right. issues. I don't know necessarily whether it's. I don't know what Felix it's due Hernandez. to. Kyle Seeger was yours, right from the beginning, or no? Yeah, yeah, he was. Right. That dude was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you made yeah, some anyway. serious trades, though, right? Because you. Didn't you trade for like Adrian Beltre and he sucked for a long time for you guys? And yeah, this one was so good. Uh, we also got what was his butt? What's his butt? The tall guy. What's his butt? Oh, oh, First baseman, Fuck, what was, right when we had Adrian Beltre, Richie Sexton. Oh, yeah, Richie Sexton. That guy is he had a bad drinking problem. Anyway, that's the end of my hot take. <laughs> <laughs> To be a tall post baseman with a drinking problem. <laughs> the Richie Sexton story. We should write his biography for him. I'm sure he'll be calling us after he listens to the podcast. Yeah, he will. Richie Sexton, find us. We'll ghostwrite your biography for you. Uh, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. I am my hot take tonight. I lost it momentarily. Where'd it go? is actually more of a shout out, shout out to Union A, UA Union Local 149 Mechanics Union based in Savoy, Illinois, the winners for the statewide pipe fitter competition in Illinois. Shout out to Alex Matlock and uh, we Cole Weedy, shout out to Cole Weedy and Alex Matlock, who finished first and second in the two day competition in Rockford, winning uh, the apprentice program competition for pipe fitting, pipe, pipe fitting, pipe fitting. Like iron, sounds, sec- sounds sexual. Is for it like plumbing? Plumbing, yeah. For both competitions, they completed written tests, followed by a two-day project to test their abilities. Judges focused on their accuracy, technique, and precision. We are proud of the work that our apprentices do and the recognition that Colin Alex earned, said Derek Reedy, Local 149 Training Director. Yeah, the plumbing is something I really enjoy doing, Reedy said. With the right people teaching you, anyone can do it. 
although not many are willing to do it. So shout out to my unionized uh, pipe fitting plumbing uh, apprentices in central Illinois. And I just wanted to bring this up because you can make anything a competition. <laughs> you can, it's true. I, it, it's, a, it's a motivational tactic too, I think. I don't think it's that, that unheard of, you know. Sure, I, I bet this is gonna help them get a job. Like these are- the I think it definitely will help them get a job. They're now part of the plumbers union. Well, they wouldn't be yet because they're apprentices, right? So no, I think that was a, what you're what you're celebrating is their graduation from apprentice to journeyman, and it's like sponsored by the local one forty nine. Yeah, it's by the but by, by the local union in in co co cahoots with their their well actually they're probably employed already, you know what I mean? They've probably been apprenticing under a, a plumbing company and are now, then they had to take a test and they're, you're now recognizing their entry into the union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're young. I mean, Cole Weedy, 2019 high school graduate, Alex Matlock, 2015 high school graduate. Yeah, that's smart. It's smart to get into the trades. Yeah. And oh, most oh. trades are protected by unions. Which we this is a I we I can't speak for the podcast. I'm a pro union podcaster. Uh, but the other Sam, thing Sam that, often involves unions in his hot takes, but I wouldn't say he's anti-union. Agreed. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like uh, I like to to rile Jill up about unions. Can't admit to that. You but I'm not anti-labor. No, I can't because he can't help himself. I can. I could say Joel, I'm riling. He's like a cat with a laser. Still would exactly. He still would. (laughs) It would still work if I told him in real time what I was doing. (laughs) It doesn't matter. But the other thing is, people make fun of baseball, or not make fun of baseball, but they talk about baseball is boring because you're just sitting around watching dudes standing there. Somebody like went to watch a a pipe fitting, a plumbing pipe fitting competition. I don't think they really did. Did they? Was it like a spectator thing? I bet it wasn't. I bet bet it wasn't. I bet it. I bet it's kind of like they're making a gag out of it as like their way of. No, no, no. I think I think they were hosting it in the community. No, 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 no. And they had twenty chairs, and eight of those chairs were filled by. Family and friends. Like Cole's mom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's fair so enough. Bad. Yeah. And that one Cole's guy. Fat ass mom. She's the one who needs the insurance, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but there's got to be one pipe fitting super fan who's like, oh, I saw this guy back in 2018. He's so good. No, because you only do it once. I don't think they. Do I don't, I don't, yeah. <laughs> oh no, Eddie Diaz pitched tonight. In what game? And he was on my bench. He was on bereavement list. God damn it! Fucking this stupid internet. Yep. Anyway, shout out to the uh, Pipe Fitters Union. Um, yeah. Okay. That's shout a good shout out, out also to everybody who's been listening to this podcast. We did all uh, AL West. 
and AL East of previews last week. Thank you so much for listening. Please continue to do so. You can follow us on Dump on the Ump at Twitter, Dump on the Ump on Facebook, Instagram, listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Shout outs, Danville, Vermont, Champaign, Illinois, San Jose, California, Providence, Rhode Island, Chicago, Illinois, Los Angeles, California, Dublin, Ireland, Dorchester, Massachusetts, Barcelona, Spain, Queens, New York, Ashburn, Virginia, Champaign, Illinois, Phoenix City, Alabama. Thank you so much for listening. Please continue to do so. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Gentlemen, it's been a week of baseball. It's fun. What's that? Did you watch any baseball? We had baseball. Baseball is happening. Uh, I watched yesterday's game, and then I've been been listening to the game on the radio, uh, which is what I do at work. But... Here's the thing is there's this one guy on the Red Sox radio broadcast who's the fucking worst. And it might be actually two guys. I was going to make this my hot take, but I'm not sure which guy I hate. But I'm beginning to think it's like, uh, you ever see that movie, The Prestige? Yes. Okay. Well, spoiler alert. Love that it's, two guys. it's two yeah. guys. It's two guys. <laughs> and what honestly, if that's a spoiler not, for you, this movie came out like... After every inning... Right. Well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. I, I, there's this one guy that I hate, but I'm beginning to suspect that it's actually two guys, you know, that like take turns. You know, like, oh, I hate that dude. And then it's like, no, it's this other dude. And it's like, well, I think that I hate them both. But anyway, there's this one guy, Joe Castiglione, who's been the radio guy for the Red Sox since I was a child. He's amazing. But then they have these other guys in the booth with them who are fucking terrible. And one of the guys loves the Yankees so much. It's disgusting. How's that work? I don't know. He like, didn't like graduate all to he does, he was like a ESPN broadcaster with um, Aaron Boone. Mm-hmm. And he just fucking loves the Yankees. And it's like, what are you even doing in the booth, dude? Like, you're the worst. And then one time the Red Sox were winning. This is last season, but the Red Sox were winning this game by uh they were up by like 10 runs or something he just starts telling the story about his golf outing with like he's just always name dropping celebrities i fucking hate him he's i fucking hate him right (laughs) that's unpleasant Uh, for your team he's he's really bad um but i gotta say okay wait so look can i can i say in response to that uh, i really hated dave sims the mariners TV play-by-play guy when he first came oh, okay. to the Mariners, I fucking, I he drove me crazy. I was so pissed at him all the fucking time, and now I've come to the point where I'm sort of resigned to the fact that he's kind of a dumbass. But now I've started to kind of like him, and, and now he's got right. to become kind of a likable character to me. So I'm just telling you, why did don't you give up? Right. Maybe the, maybe one of them will go away, and the other one you'll someday look fondly upon and think, oh, yeah, oh I hate this guy. Fucking dream job working for the New York Yankees. You can only hope. I mean, Paul O'Neill's got to retire sometime, right? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the Red Sox season, they're two and three, right? Which is not great. They dropped two of three to the Yankees and then they lost their first game to the 
Detroit Tigers yesterday and they won today. So they're two and three. But I'll tell you this, in the early going, things are actually looking pretty good for them because I was really kind of concerned about their um, bullpen. And I mean, their bullpen and their starting rotation and both of and their pitching has actually been pretty good. And it's their hitting that has sucked. And they, I feel like they've left in the first five games, they've left, I don't know, 20 men on base. Um, and they just can't string hits together. But the, the, the Yankees won game, the first game of the season, won that game six to five. They scored six runs, but it was only four, four through nine innings. And they ended up losing in 11 or 12, six to five. Um, and, you know, honestly, like if you're scoring runs in extra innings, they barely even count because they've got that fucking asshole on second base to start the inning. Um, so the Red Sox bullpen in the in the short, like, beginning going has looked okay. And the starters are there all the way one time through the rotation now, and everyone's pitched okay. You know, no yeah. one is – yeah, and they're not letting anyone go through five innings. It's really weird. Like nobody is. The, the Yankees had a sixty-pitch, um, like, automatic limit for their starting pitchers, um, and the Red Sox haven't had anyone get through five. Or maybe Rich Hill went five and a third today. I don't know. Um, but. How do you yeah. feel about how do you how do you feel about your overall uh picks from I'm so so like what what about everybody else like Balt I mean uh Toronto looks tough out of the gate yeah, I, I I mean yeah but I think that you know if the Red Sox pitching is going okay and their hitting is not doing well right now like I'm not so worried about that like Kike Hernandez started off the season over 20 and he had two doubles and two walks today. So like he starts going like Bobby Dawback already hit a home run. He's hitting the ball decently in the early going. Like we got a huge like black hole in our, you know, right field batting spot. Cause JBJ doesn't seem to have it anymore, but. JBJ um, hasn't been doing it from the plate for a while. Yeah. Right. Well, he was always okay. Like he was he mildly service. He was serviceable for a minute. But... He could bring it. Um, yeah, he was. I mean, you know, he his glove made it well worth yeah. doing an everyday. You know, but he was still batting like two forty, two fifty with fifteen to twenty five home runs a season, and that's like okay. Like right yeah. now, you know, last season he batted one eighty and had three home runs or some shit like that. So yeah. That's not good. You, you can't live with that. Like, you can live with 250 and 10, 15 home runs. Like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've actually watched, like, quite a lot of the Red Sox early on. I watched two of those Red Sox-Yankees games. Uh, the one they won, and not the extra innings one, the other one they lost. Right. And one of their wins against Detroit. And I have questions about Boston's bullpen. Uh, I mean, they've been they they've been good so far. Deakman has overperformed at this point, but he's yeah, good. over the first five games, this guy Matt Stram, uh, he's come out of your bullpen. Strom, Strom, I think Strom, the long-haired hippie-looking motherfucker. Yeah, 
Yeah, he he hasn't given it. He's pitched two and a third inning in three appearances, no hits, three Ks, one walk, no zero point zero zero EOA. So that's good. But like, I was like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. Um, you got a couple other guys. Ryan Brazier's good, but he's got a 5.4 ERA so far on the year. Right. Uh, he's a pretty good pitcher, though. He's like a lefty who can throw high 90s. Like, that's that's good. Cutter Crawford? Cut, yeah, Cutter Crawford. He's a rookie. He got yeah. the win in the one Yankees game. Yep. Um, you just got these dudes who I'm like, okay. Like, let's go down to the Home Depot and see who can pitch. Right. But yeah. So far, well, they, the one guy who closed that – maybe – no, because Garrett Whitlock pitched four innings in relief today. They got this thing where they're going to, like, pitch – like, the plan is to pitch Rich Hill for five innings and then pitch Garrett Whitlock the rest of the game. It's like a, it's like a split starter position. Sure. And – you know, Rich Hill is lights out for. I love Rich Hill for five innings. I guess <laughs> my friend had a big theory about Rich Hill and his ability to shield his curveball, and his whole thing was his if he could if he could make his curveball look exactly like his fastball coming out of his hand, he was virtually unstoppable. But he couldn't always do it. The mechanics of it didn't always work right, and he had like all these different weird theories about it. But he was totally right. It's like when he's landing his curveball, something about this the delivery, he it made it you couldn't just dis- distinguish between it. He can be so good when he's on. Yeah, when he's good, he's really good. He's hurt often. He's old. He's the oldest pitcher in Major League Baseball. Yeah, he's been around forever. He was old when he first got good. <clears throat> and he, um, but it's just he plays such an old man game. They were talking about it today on the radio. Like sometimes he'll pitch and he'll have like a big slow high leg kick and then the next pitch he's just like a super quick like slide step quick pitch and like <laughs> he does all this weird yeah. like old man trickery you know what i mean <clears throat> yeah so anyway, uh, like it's it. like you say kikuchi today for the toronto oh does right he, that- he does weird he does weird to off timing things a lot of i think it's pretty common in like japanese leagues for people to do sort of like off timing off rhythm sort of things and quick well i mean quick pitch has been around forever like you see fucking johnny cueto do it uh, we'll talk about johnny yeah he's an old guy too though <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah all right thomas i want to get your your opinion on the seattle mariners over the first five games well i too am feeling pretty confident in my well, I guess it was my what I settled upon, not what I initially said, because my everybody knows that when I picked the Mariners to win the division, it was a crime of passion. But the reality is, is that they're probably going to finish in third or fourth. And I'm going to stand by that. I still think the Astros are going to win the division. I think the Angels might be okay. Syndergaard looked pretty good the other day. Hey. And I think Otani, I think Otani is going to have a repeat of his last season. I think he might be a better pitcher this year. I'm I'm pretty so. Anyway, I'm feeling kind of confident in that. I think uh, being a Mariner fan never gets gets old for the pure different ways for things to not work out. But here we are. Jared Kelnick is revealing himself to be uh, not maybe the second coming of 
Bryce Harper, but uh, so that's a disappointment to kind of watch. Julio is going to have to carry some weight. We well, essentially what the the problem with being a Mariner fan right now is that the, the the management has kind of done its best to alienate its fans and not spending money on it. I mean, we got Robbie Ray it was a big acquisition, but really we're in a position to be spending more money, and we're in the window of comp competitive relevance that the Mariners publicly stated they were going for 2022 23 24 were years where Jerry Depoto was quoted saying that he thought the Mariners were going to be relevant and we're in that time period and they didn't spend that much money in the offseason there was multiple free agents that could have been signed we need another bat we need another person in the rotation and we didn't address those issues so now we have Marco Gonzalez as our third spot starter who when he can't perfectly spot his stuff he's like a college pitcher he doesn't have crazy gas his breaking stuff is good when it's where it's supposed to be but if he's missing he's not a third and barely a fifth starter in a serviceable competitive major league baseball team chris flexen same thing barely a four you know so yeah i'm a little disappointed at this point but we're only five games into it or whatever so it could turn around we played the twins who depending on what you think of the twins if they're going to be a good team, then we played them pretty tough. And maybe that bodes well for the future. If you think that they're not going to be as competitive in the AL Central, then that means that we're probably not going to be as competitive in the AL West. So I don't know. It's early returns. I think it's kind of – I think it, there's some interesting stuff going on. I think the Mets look like they might be all right, which could be fun. I think good for baseball potentially. Uh, I don't know. It'll probably be the Dodgers-Astros in the World Series – again and we'll all want to kill ourselves in october but you know that's just tell baseball me, tell me about this pitcher logan gilbert is he in logan gilbert the big sad that's what i call him big sad <laughs> why the the big sad the the is important he's okay. the big sad but he also he kind of looks like a he looks like a sort of mopey uh the front man from the fleet foxes robin pecknold he's like kind of mopey version of that um he's an ace man he's a legit ace i he's i heard us i heard that he comes like statistically hit where he releases the pitch is closest to the uh to home plate of any pitcher in the major leagues because huh. he's pretty tall but he also has a certain stride in the way he delivers it anyway the point is is that the ball gets on people really fast and he's pumping it in there in 98 and he's got good stuff he's got he's got a cool arm angle and he's got solid stuff i think he's really exciting and i think we've got ourselves a potential ace in the making uh we saw then today matt brash uh who was made his first major league start today and he you uh, you were not watching I that game watch i was following it online like he yeah. he did a good job he did his i job. mean if yeah. you go back and see if you can find on twitter he's got so maybe i'll try and share it on twitter he's got a He's got some breaking stuff that goes with 98, 99. That's okay. pretty filthy. And he was making some, he, there's some serious check swings going on, which was cool. So there's some things to be hopeful for, but the Mariners, if the front office had gone and spent money and maybe they will, I think hopefully we can prove this season that we need to go pick up a couple of superstar people and put them in there. You know, we need a Javi Baez or a Chris Bryan or if I can, you know what I mean? Those are just the two guys in the last free agent field, but like, Oh, whatever. I, a, a Raphael Devers, an Aaron Judge. Yeah. Sorry. Oh no, I've got. I'll talk about it in a minute. I got. I'm gonna talk some trash on Javi Baez's name. 
I, I just want to say real quick, I am real was have been really pleased with Julio Rodriguez. Oh yeah. This is a Julio Rodriguez podcast now. Yes. Okay. I just want to have everybody, I just want to put put it out there again, just for on this episode officially that Julio was <laughs> is looking good. He's what taking a couple Adam walks. Frazier? I didn't know you guys had Adam Frazier on your team. Yeah, he's looked a little lost, but I'm hopeful he'll he'll get it going pretty good. He's 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 a hit machine if he's going right. I mean, if, if, the, if the thing is, is if this, if our lineup is going right, it's a fucking solid lineup, but everybody has to be going right. And if everybody's not going right, it's got holes all day long. And our bullpen, it's the same thing with our rotation. It's the same, like we, if, if our starting rotation is solid and it's turned through, we're going to win the majority of those ball games, but they're not consistently good. And our, and our, our hitters go through big, big craters and, Oh God, Mariner fans! I hate baseball. I totally hate baseball. I, I was watching the game today. I was like, God, I turned it off before the ninth inning because I was like, we're gonna just fucking lose again. And now the Mariners fucking suck. And like, great, here we go. What's the what's your record? Two and three. Two and three. Oh, see the difference Funny, between me and, and Red Sox like, fans. <laughs> such a different take on two and three. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a miserable existence as a Mariner fan. But you know what? That's what we. That's my badge. I feel like you could. Build- yeah, I mean, I also just think that the Red Sox have some of the best hitters in baseball. You know what I mean? Like they do position by position, and and it's just it's going to happen for them. It's just a matter of if they can keep their pitching together. You know. I mean, I think essentially what the Dodgers have shown is that it's about depth. Because yeah. in a long major league season, everybody has their ups and downs. You know what I mean? Different guys have different ceilings and different floors, but they all have ceilings and floors that they come to at different points, sometimes inconvenient points in the season, and sometimes all at the same point in the season, which is really devastating. You know what I mean? But for the Mariners to be a winning ball club, I think they all have to be functioning at the highest level at all times. Yeah. For the, Whereas the Red Sox have a couple guys that if they're performing at their highest level at all times, they can carry that team through a, yeah. a, a, a stretch you know what I mean like I don't think yeah. Mariner really have that dominant feature yet I think maybe Julio could be a guy like that you know like you need a couple of guys that are just sort of unstoppable and I, of course they get yeah. out sometimes but have to be dominant and sort of like feared all the times so the Mariners when their lineup isn't going right there's not anybody that's terrifying in that lineup you know what I mean I just think that Devers is going to have such a monster year this year. I mean, you know, he's you got like, Martinez, you got Bogarts, you got Devers. Yeah, Bogarts, Martinez, Devers. Um, and those guys are all like big Trevor time Story, dude. like hasn't even played yet, really. Um, yeah, no. I, look, he's a, he could be a monster, too. He could also just be a Coors Field monster. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. But, you know, I just feel like Coors Field, red, like Fenway Park, it's like a, you know, He's a righty, but batting in Fenway Park. I don't think he's going to lose much of a home field advantage, you know, whacking balls off the green monster there to the altitude, you know? No, you're probably right. But I just think that Devers is going to be like, you know, top three MVP finisher this season. What are your MVP picks? Well, I think that in the AL, like, it's Shohei Otani until he gets run over by a bus. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't see, in like, I see maybe two, three seasons from now, the voters getting like Otani fatigue, but 
if he puts together numbers anywhere close to what he did but, last year, he's got to lock that. Like, there's no one else who does what he does. What if what if Otani won the game and hits 30 home runs? He's the MVP. Right. What if what if he's such a dominant pitcher that he wins the Cy Young, and then they vote for a different MVP just to give a different reward to somebody? I mean, maybe, but it would like be kind of hollow. I think. What if he hits 250, hits 32 bombs, but strikes out 200, wins 20 games, and keeps an ERA under three? Cy Young. He wins the MVP and the Cy Young. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> if his batting number, you know, and then there's like, He's and then say, oh, okay, what well, say? So he does that, and then some, like, what? And Vlad does like his three six three seventy, yeah, fifty two home runs. Yeah, it's like you know, like obvious triple crown winner. Like totally right. dominates offensive category. If Vlad hits three thirty with sixty home runs and the OPS of like eleven hundred, and, and Otani is two fifty or lower with three thirty home runs and the OPS of eight hundred, but he wins twenty games and strikes out what two two hundred. Yeah, that's what that was what I was yeah. saying. I mean, that's He's what MVP. That, that's what that's the. But, what? He's the MVP still, yeah. It's not fair. That is, but then, yeah, everybody's going to be like, oh, like so they does. And what if there's not another an American League pitcher? Yeah. Like, what if nobody else in the American League actually, like, Unless Bukalo starts pitching, he can't win a MVP. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like, well, and I know. think you're right. I think I think ultimately you're probably <laughs> right. But we'll see. I guess. Right. That's, and I so think I it's. Think that, well, know, the, but the to... funniest part, the best part about it, is that we're able to have this conversation about a real life major league baseball player. Yeah. And if you right. don't now think that the two greatest, well, no, oh, so never mind. In the AL, I mean, Dodo's in the NL. Devos is kind of stuck in that third place slot. Unless he can, well, I could see him doing better than Vlad Guerrero. This Guerrero. Year. Like, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Devers. Guerrero hit a monster home run, but Devers is—he's a couple years older. He's been in the league a couple years longer. He's a couple years older than he's only twenty-five, but he's—you know—Guerrero's what 23, 24, 23, yeah. I think. Yeah. And um, and he, you know, Devers is consistently, you know, he had a really good rookie season at 19 and then has like gotten better and better or maybe he's 20 and he's gotten better and better every year like in a very consistent way and you know last year he had 30 home runs 30 like 40 doubles and 100 and some odd rbis he batted 289 or some shit like that it's like a really good year well, so and it's like that, what, if that, what if instead of vlad devers has that <clears throat> season and Otani bats 230 with 22 bombs, but wins 20 games and strikes out 200. I, I mean, I still think that Otani, if he's pitching, like if he puts up, you know, if he puts up good numbers in pitching and hitting, there's no one who touches him. I think, like, if you're not, if you're, if like, if one guy is pitching and hitting at a very high level and literally no one else is doing that, then it's it. It's like, there's no one else who can it, even I, compare to that. Well, but then by that definition, he already is. He or like well, no, not if he not if he sucks. 
No, I mean, be like it, misses large chunks of the, the margin between, injuries, you know, but the margin between being a good major league pitcher and a, just an average major league pitcher is very, it's negligent. You know what I mean? It's a small percentage of the world is in that dis difference of major of baseball ability. You know what I mean? So it's like, it really isn't that outside of the realm. I guess my point is, is that either way, Otani is kind of the, under that kind of directive, he's the, already the best player in baseball and will right. be as long as he continues to do both. And anybody that unless theoretically hit, does both. Unless he gets both, hit by a bus. But anybody that does, the only, well, okay, so, but then the, then the second on that number is like the, the second best baseball player in the in, in baseball is like, what was like, I, there's a reliever that was like on the Reds, Lorenzen or something that hit like, a home run like every other at bat when he, he would bat he, he was also he was a reliever that would sometimes bat and he was actually pinch hitter every once in a while and he hit like five home runs in a season I think and he was like legit bat from the right side and a kind of a, a pretty decent reliever for a second so it's like ostensibly that guy would be the second best baseball player by your uh, by your argument no, because I don't think that like five home runs buys you much street cred in Major League Baseball in this. If day you're and still age. hitting home runs, like as a pinch hitter, like he's not even a regular player. I'm just saying the, the con. I'm just as I really thought that we were in, into a pivot for like more two way players with Otani. I thought that was going to be the symbol. Yeah, and maybe it will be. I actually still think so. I think that will happen if Otani is successful as. Yes. My point is that if you're if you're capable of competing in the major leagues as a hitter and a batter, you're there by a, on some level a better baseball player than somebody who's just doing right. one. But there, right? But there is only one of those people. Well, okay. Here's my question: because who is it? Was it is it Degrom who hits home runs all the time? No, Degrom's a decent batter. Bumgarner. Bumgarner. Bumgarner yeah. hit, was a decent hitter, and that, right. um, and so is Degrom. He's also a decent. So he, get, he does slap you, singles all the time. He like you're he, he get goes the, the other way. Next generation of dudes who can pitch like Bumgarner and Degrom, and they're like, okay, I just need to work. Maybe they're not a, a home run hitters like Otani, but they're like. Oh, I I just need to work a little bit on my hitting, and then I can be a two way player too. Yeah, there's not going to be a lot of them, but I think that's what you're going to have in the next. Good, like that's. Well, but I'm you won't though, because major leagues de de designated a hitter in both leagues, so there's no there's no impetus, there's no imperative to get to 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 do both. I guess I mean you could be doing another Otani essentially unless otani wins five consecutive al mvps but if you're already right. like and there's a first ballot hall of fame like unanimous hall of famer and like all this other shit he gets paid millions and millions of dollars which you will i'm i'm not yeah i don't he otani's fucking unbelievable i think it's right. I think yeah it's yeah, incredible no, that. and i'm not, and i'm dude's unbelievable yeah. <laughs> All right, I oh. want to talk about the Chicago White Speaking Sox. Which, I want to talk about the Chicago White Sox. I want to talk about the Chicago White Sox. Oh yeah, Joel. Uh, hey Joel, how do you feel about your early season? Thank you for asking, Thomas. Uh, three and one. 
uh, took two out of three against Detroit, one today against Seattle. Thomas, you were talking earlier about not having that monster in the lineup, and that might mm-hmm. be like a, a, a weak spot for the Mariners. The monster in the lineup for the White Sox is Luis Robert. He's that, really playing. Guy, man, that's a guy. You guys I, have a couple I, of them. I, yeah, you really I, do. Jose Abreu, like, don't sleep on Jose Abreu. That I never like, sleep on Jose yeah. Abreu. Tim Anderson, he is the – Eloy Jimenez. He is – yeah, no, we got the offense. That we, When Yoan Moncada comes back, your lineup is fucking stacked for well, sure. Well, Moncada, I know – uh, former guests on the show are not big fans of Yoan Moncada, but I stand up for Yoan Moncada. Um, Giolito's hurt. Lance Lynn is hurt. Liam Hendricks almost lost us that game today against Seattle. Craig Kimball. Hendricks is going to lose you some games. What? I think Hendricks is going to lose you some games. I think so too. I'm worried. Oh, I think Graveman might end up being your closer by the end of the year. Maybe. Like I'm worried about that. I really am worried about that. Um, so, and Dallas Keuchel has been bad for a while now. So we have a lot. Who's starting for you all today? Oh, uh, Velasquez. Oh, Vince Velasquez. Yeah, he's been. He's- Hung around the league for a while. And he looked pretty good today. We're bringing I, up, we're bringing up Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto is going to start a fucking game for the Chicago White Sox in 2022. Let's go. Let's fucking go. So I'm really worried about that. Giolito is supposed to only miss two starts. So knock on wood on that one. Lance Lynn's out for a couple of months. One of our really good relievers. Garrett Crochet is out for the season with Tommy John. And then, I don't know. Like, we're just going to... You guys are like the red... You're like the other Sox, you know? It's like if your lineup... Your lineup's brutal, but if... And so if the pitching can hold together and you can play enough defense to get to to October, you might have a chance. Yeah. But, and like, like, well, we got A.J. Pollock, which, fine. But Luis Robert, like, he made... He hit a home run... He stole two bases. Yeah, he, he made. He stole, like, he stole two bases from Jesse Winker too. He made like an amazing catch in center field, which he does regularly. Yeah, uh, like he can do everything. So he's not going to be AL MVP because it's going to be Shohei Otani. But uh, he'll I, be I, voted for. I'll I'll throw my hat in the ring for Luis Robert if he can keep doing that shit. I don't think you get a vote in the MVP. <laughs> no, whatever. I'll show up. I'll make them pick me up. They have like a meeting where everybody goes and like writes their name down on a piece of paper and puts it in a hat. That's what Joel's I- gonna go to that meeting and just like sneak in, and be like, "Oh, I'm with the writers. I'm gonna vote." <laughs> I so love <laughs> Luis Robert. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing though is Tim Anderson. I don't think like I want him to win the the batting crown this year. Uh, I don't like I don't think he's an MVP caliber player, but like he is the he along with Abreu is the team leader, and and he was suspended for the first two games of the season because at the end of the twenty twenty one season 
you put hands on an umpire so he got suspended for that? Like he shoved Good for him. Yeah, really. Yeah. So he got suspended. So it was his his Wait, who was this? Tim Anderson. Oh, okay. He like, like there was I saw big, that. There was a big scrum. And it was weird. It was the end of the oh, regular no, no. season. So they didn't suspend him for the playoffs, but they did suspend him for the beginning of this season. Uh, I do remember that. Yeah. Anyway, so he missed the first two games. But his first game back, he went two for five, had a couple of runs, scored two runs, actually. And it's just like he lights the fire. Like he's a leadoff guy. And if he gets on base and he's got Robert Abreu and Jimenez behind him, it's like, okay, bring him home. And they hit better with him on base. It, it's, it's a good chemistry that that team has. Must feel nice to have a functioning offense. It's great. It, I fucking love it. Uh, I haven't enjoyed that feeling in a long time. You know, we got some questions when it gets to seven, eight, nine, and but I love Larry Garcia. You know, he's bad, but I love that motherfucker. Who you got for MVP? Otani. Otani. Oh yeah, it's gotta be Otani. It's gotta be Otani. All right, we're at uh, fifty minutes. What do you guys want to do to wrap this up? Pick. Who's in the World Series, Joel? Dodgers beat my Chicago White Sox. Sam? Red Sox beat the Dodgers. I got Dodgers, too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Dodgers are going to be going good. Not gonna I'm be going Mets-Astros. Ooh, I like that. I got I Mets-Astros. I got the NL MVP being Freddie Freeman. Ooh, mm-hmm. NL MVP? Oh man, I'm gonna have to. I gotta sit on that for a second. I realize that's a hot take, but it's like the writers and the writers are like so sore at the owners still, it seems like. And so they would maybe just like, this is this guy that got snubbed by his former team. I think maybe they'd give it to him. Plus, I think he's gonna have a good year. He's a Southern California boy anyway. Um, I mean, he might. What about uh, and he's Sayer just Suzuki so protected or... in that lineup. This kid Quan for the Guardians hasn't swung in <laughs> yet. I don't. I don't. I know, that guy's insane. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Quan Suzuki. I could see sticking around. I don't think he's got. A, he's had three home runs already. Yeah, Suzuki's going to be good. He's not going to be this good, but he's going to be good. You know, the other team that I don't want to sleep on is Tampa Bay. Like. I mean, I, I'm not sleeping on Tampa Bay. I know, but I just I think Wander Franco is going to fucking talk about this already. But in a stacked AL East, I could see Rays getting back to the World Series real easy. Also, yeah, I mean the Braves could be good. I I, I might think that the NL MVP is going to be a Ronald Acuna. Oh, I like that take. I don't know who the NL Joey's coming. Mean, he's coming back soon. So if he comes back at full speed, he's going to be an impact player immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't uh, know. Actually, let's actually write these down and let's talk about this next week because 
That's on you, Joel. Okay, well, fine. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I think we should talk about our fantasy teams in one of these weeks. No, we're not talking about fantasy teams. <laughs> the audience hates it. The audience hates it when we talk about No, we just have one episode where we talk about our fantasy okay, teams. Okay, we'll have one episode where we just talk about our fantasy We'll do that later, like in like the dog days of summer, you know? Okay. You know, I think that I have a better team in the 12 person league than in the eight person league really i definitely yeah. like my team in the 12 person league better than i do in the eight person league i always it's funny the draft how different the draft you know, this is this is the thing we can have this conversation about in our we can have this conversation we are send all the emails to dump on the at gmail.com about how you don't give a fuck about a fucking fantasy baseball team <laughs> Joe, do you get a lot of fan mail normally? No, never. What? It, it, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I got to pee and go enjoy my house without my children. Joe P, baseball is fucking back. Oh, wait, Joel. Back. Yeah. I'm going to California, in, but not until August. Okay. I'm gonna. Yes. I'm gonna go to a. I'm, I'm gonna be in Anaheim. Right? I'm gonna be in the Southern California area when the four, when the uh, the Mariners play. I'm pr- I'm hoping to go to a baseball game at Angel Stadium. Just so you know. Is it gonna be before? So everybody knows. I because is it? I gotta go back to work on the fifteenth. Is it before the? 15th? Oh shit! It's the fifteenth. Okay. Well, I I can figure something out. I still want to go to San Francisco on 4th of July. I will be in Chicago. Uh, If anybody's listening to this podcast, I will be in Chicago on Saturday for Rays versus White Sox. Uh, Find me in... Don't find me. I fucking hate you. Section 159. Uh, nice. Yeah, no, I'm so excited. I hope it's good weather. I Wait, won. Uh, I won my company tickets to a Mariner game next weekend. Oh, see, all right, you got to go pee. You're doing the pee dance, but we have to go to a game where none of our teams are playing, so that we can all heckle the same motherfucking players. That'd be fun. Yeah, we got to do one that. of these days. One of these days, we gotta figure that out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Yump, ostensibly a, po- a baseball podcast. Welcome to the regular season. We're so glad you had joined us. For Sam, for Thomas, my name is Joel. Thomas is doing little laps around his apartment, or his basement. I don't know where he's at. Uh, have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Sweet babe, I'm gonna leave you. And the time is If you don't believe I'm